What's up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another edition of Off the Bench, presented by Alibaba Group. I'm your host today, Chris Gehring from WashingtonWizards.com. Joining us on the phone is Zach Rosen from WashingtonWizards.com and also in studio for the first time today, a new edition of WashingtonWizards.com. Um, you're going to be reading a lot from him, Jackson Filio. Jackson, what's up? Not much. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. Guys, we'll have a lot from Jackson on the site coming forward, and I think it's going to be a great addition. We'll talk a lot more about it. Um, coming up first is an already out online today is a preview of this road trip, which we'll dive into a little bit later. But guys, first, I, I want to just jump into the week that was for the Wizards. Um, a, a midweek road game, a pair of home games, most notably Monday, a, a win on the at home against the Pistons. I think kind of the the one of the Wizards' better games so far in the early season kind of put things together but Rosen we'll start with you I just kind of want to get your thoughts on the week that was obviously results not what the team will ever say that they wanted um, but certainly some some positive takeaways as they get ready for another long road trip here at the beginning of the year yeah, I think Monday you know they played to their strengths it was kind of the recipe for what they wanted to play like all year held the opponent under 100 points and uh the scoring distribution was great. Um, so many guys in double figures. And I'm really trying to think back since it was a week ago, but uh, in Indiana, it just it kind of all sputtered in the third quarter. It was a pretty close game. Um, the first, you know, 20 minutes or so. Second quarter, uh, it's close going into the half for the most part, and then the third quarter just really got away from them. Um, Indiana was on the second night of back-to-back, and I think it was a great opportunity to, to, to steal a win, but Sabonis was a lot to handle for them. Um, they were able to close the gap there. Some shots didn't fall, but, you know, the same trends of defensive lapses carried into Friday, unfortunately, against Cleveland, and they, they never led against the Cavs. I mean, it was a great comeback to bring the game, you know, within striking distance, they had a chance to win that game, and then Cleveland kind of just closed it at the end. Um, and just the defensive struggles, which the team knows about after the game Friday, Bradley Beal, you know, just saying it was our defense. I'm sick of the excuses about missed shots. Our offense is good enough to win. Our defense needs to improve, or we're not going. You know, we're not going to compete. So, I think these four or so days off they're going to have before the Boston game. They've really, you know, gone back to the drawing board. They're probably going to try new things, maybe get away from the zone, try different combinations. I'd be interested to see if we'll see, you know, Troy Brown play alongside Beal in the backcourt to help defensively. I think it's no secret that Isaiah Thompson or Smith with their size, they're, you know, they are disadvantaged defensively. So um, we'll see. You know, this whole season, as we've talked about, is about development. And we've only played eight games, so there's not a big sample size. Um and I would say the only other positive, not only, but one of the other positives from Friday was Rui Hachimura had a great game. And I know Jackson dove into that for today, and he'll talk about that more. But for him to bounce back from his really tough uh, outing in Indianapolis was quite the sight to see. Yeah, certainly. On, on Rui a little bit, you know, as you mentioned, there's going to be ups and downs and a, a one and two week overall but to see Rui go from what was an 0 for 5 night zero points against the Pacers uh you know in the middle of the week and bounce back with what was almost certainly his his best game yet against Cleveland is you know one of those quick flashes of, of bright spots that you look for in a team as 
uh, as young as this one. Um, you know, he came back against the Cavaliers, and I, I think the strongest uh, takeaway from that game is that he did a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I, I touch on it a little bit in in the piece on Wizards.com, but you know, to see a guy of, of his size able to push it in transition um, and you know finish at the rim or distribute when needed, um, to know when to pull up and hit from mid range. Um, is impressive, especially for a guy as young as him. And, you know, I, I think something, you know, a lot of people have already taken note of uh, when it comes to his game is the calm about him that he, he seems to carry. And there's certainly chaotic rookie moments that, that come and will continue throughout the rest of the season as he uh, learns and sees defenses for the first time. But um, there's an ease with which he plays that is incredibly impressive for uh somebody of his age but turnaround jumpers on the baseline um you know patient in transition he, he's athletic enough to make transition plays happen quickly but it's not forced it's not rushed it's not chaotic he's not you know finishing off the wrong foot at the rim or anything like that he knows when to stop he knows when to slow it down um you know and for as much talent as he has when it comes to you know scoring and handling um you know there's very clearly a level of intelligence there that I, I think is pretty promising for uh, for his early career. Yeah, and I, I, Coach Brooks talked about it a little bit. Well, he's talked about it a lot, that one of the best ways to judge Rui this season and maybe any rookie in general is not by the inevitable off games, off shooting nights, nights where maybe they turn the ball over a couple too many times because they see a different defensive look than what they've seen in the last pre- previous couple games but how they bounce back, how quickly they can bounce back with one of those performances where they remind you of why they were picked where they were picked. And I think that Rui is a prime example of that, that he understands both of those things, that the off nights are going to happen, but that there's always little things that he can do um, that can that can right the ship, that can bring him back to being a really productive part of this team. And I think we're going to see that with the ebbs and flows of the season. Certainly this road trip is is going to be a challenge for the Wizards and it's it's something that Rui will have to deal with as well he already has a long road trip under his belt on his rookie in this rookie season but guys let's shift our focus a little bit to these next three games it starts with Boston on Wednesday the Celtics are they're they're on fire to start this season they've played really well together despite some new additions Kemba Walker chief among them but what are the what are the indicators that we're looking for in this Celtics game? There's a lot to unpack in this Celtics game. It's Isaiah Thomas's return to Boston for the first time as a starter, as an opponent. Um, Zach, you can touch on that. We have some additional content coming forward as well um, on social and on the web about this that I'm really, really excited about and people will see later. But, uh, Zach, on the court, what, what are we looking for in Boston? It's a, it's a big road test early in the year for this team. So this team... Yeah, like on paper, I think a lot of people look at their their depth, especially now that Hayward's out with that broken hand. Like, oh, you know, they've got Kemba, they've got some role players, they got some young guns. They don't really have a center. They lost Al Horford, but this team started building chemistry because four of them were on the Team USA team at the World Cup. So, like, Smart, Walker, Tatum, and Brown all played together in China. And they have awesome chemistry already. Obviously, Brad Stevens is a great coach. 
Um, and I, you know, I watched them last night against the Mavericks, who are a good team. We saw them to open the season. The way that they defended Porzingis, and you know, Lucas held a pretty good game, but they were all in his face. Marcus Smart, and I heard through the grapevine that former uh, color commentator for the Wizards, Carol Lawson, is you know. She's an assistant coach now at the Celtics. She's uh, going to bring all all the different looks of Bradley Beal. You know, they're going to know how to defend him. They know him really well. So I think the Celtics game, like a lot of games, is going to be up to the other guys. I think there's definitely an advantage down low. I think Hachimura and Thomas Bryant should be able to dominate against them. You know, Daniel Tice is their starting center. Uh, Cantor hasn't been playing, and there's a lot of prominence in the paint if they can win that battle but yeah I mean Boston has already like they've they've been playing together for a while they have a great coach it's going to be a tough tough matchup we all know how hard it is to win there and yeah touching on some of the content you alluded to we have something special coming with IT and John Wall um, that I know we're all looking forward to yeah I, I think you know, Zach, you touched on it a little bit, the the depth and the struggles that they've had at, at center and that being a point that the Wizards can attack. For as much love as we give Rui for these past few games, I mean, that game against Cleveland was another 20-point performance out of, of Thomas Bryant where he was 11 of 16 from the floor. I mean, he has shown early this season to be as capable uh, a young offensive guy as the Wizards have. So going after their big men is certainly something I think the Wizards will look to do. Um, and, you know, it seeing how the Celtics adjust to you know changing rotations with with Hayward out is gonna I think not just define this game but define a lot of you know their play over the next few weeks um it's interesting to see as much uh depth as the Celtics have in the backcourt that's where they get a lot of their scoring from Kemba and uh you know their young forwards Marcus Smart um is up there on the team in scoring the Wizards are uh the reverse their depth is pretty much predicated in in the front court whether it's bringing uh you know Wagner off the bench um Rui and Thomas Bryant obviously contributing out of the starting lineup um you know at where you want to slot Bertans positionally um could be up for debate but he's you know a long uh stretch big guy that could pose a lot of problems for uh this Celtics lineup but to give the Celtics credit I mean they are one of two teams in the league that comes into this game top 10 in offensive and defensive rating they are doing it on both ends of the court so um how much that changes without Hayward is yet to be seen he's somebody that hasn't just carried a load for them scoring but has done a little bit of everything um rebounding playmaking um so it's it's a bit of a an unknown this Celtics team that that the Wizards are going to face but they're as tough a test as Washington has faced so far and as is true with so many teams in the league now, when you face a point guard like Kemba Walker, we talked about the Wizards' defensive focus. A guy who can get his own shot, that can facilitate. We've seen him for years in Charlotte do the same thing. He can be a problem on his own. And when he's got the supporting cast around him, it just makes it really hard. It's going to be quite the challenge for the Wizards, specifically defending that point guard position. That's hard every night in the NBA, but it's especially hard with Kemba Walker. The next stop on the trip is is the Minnesota Timberwolves we've seen them already once this year it was uh, a really off night for the Wizards at home on their home floor Um, the Timberwolves were without Carl Anthony Towns that night they will have him back for this trip for this visit Um, Zach what do you see with the Timberwolves obviously having a guy like Carl Anthony Towns changes everything for them Uh, a night that was difficult for the Wizards 
the first time around, certainly Carl Anthony Towns doesn't make it any um, doesn't make it any easier when you have to play him on the road. It almost feels like it's going to be an opposite than uh, the opposite of the Boston game, where they have Towns in the paint. Uh, Wiggins, who I know everyone likes to rip on, has actually had a really nice year so far. Yeah. Um, Jeff Teague and uh, it was a Gorgie Jang both killed the Wizards, kind of turned back the clock in that Timberwolves game. I think the Wizards will remember how embarrassing that game felt and that loss, and they'll really come out um, and play well. Defending Towns, obviously, is going to be the key to the game, um, just, just like you guys said with defending Kemba and how they approach that and you know, it's interesting because in the past, you, if you guys recall, Jan Mahimi actually had a ton of success guarding Carl Anthony Towns in years past. Obviously, we know he's practicing. He probably won't be back for a little bit still. Um, but if he can give some pointers to the young centers on how to guard him, that would be super helpful. Um, I think that's a much more winnable game than maybe it will seem. I know the Timberwolves have played really well with Towns in the lineup all year. Um, but I think they have flaws. Um, but similar to Boston, they're a super well-coached team. Um, I think their defense is super underrated. But like in terms of playmaking and scoring, they kind of lack that. So if the Wizards can have a hot shooting night, I think they certainly could win the game. Yeah, I think in terms of top-end scoring, it's it's tough to compete with the Timberwolves, you know, the Towns alone. But if Wiggins is going to be doing what he's done for the last week and a half, their, their top-end scoring is, uh, you know, up there with some of the best of the teams in the league, at least the last few weeks. Whether that sustains, we'll see. But um, in terms of what we've seen from them the last few games, this is a, a dangerous offensive team. One of the advantages I think the Wizards have here is some of that depth that we touched on. Um, you know, the, the Wizards can bring a lot of shooting off the bench. And Zach, as you mentioned, if if the Wizards can get hot, if Bertans and, and Wagner can can make a few, then uh, you know, this is absolutely a game that the Wizards can win. Um, but again, it's going to come down to containing a, a Carl Anthony Towns that they didn't have to face the first time around. So we'll see. Yeah, it's a game that at home the Wizards only shot just. I mean, it was under forty percent. They still they still scored one hundred and nine points. I, I think it'll be uh, it'll be a high scoring affair. It's something that the Wizards can win for sure. And then they finish up, guys, with the Magic, who a lot of people. I think I think assumed would be in the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference again. It's been ten games. The Magic have started three and seven. Not a great start for a team that wanted to continue an upward trajectory this season. Obviously, there is plenty of time for that to continue. They still have the the names that you that you talk about that can hurt the Wizards that have in the past. Vucevic, Augustine is a super tricky point guard to guard. He's a great shooter. Um, he can take the ball. He can break people down a lot like what we've seen from Ish Smith. DJ Augustine, a smaller point guard, can do the same. What do we, what do we see from the Magic? It's a another, I think, winnable game. Obviously, the Magic aren't playing well, and the Wizards will, will definitely have this one in mind as something that they can get on the road and try to try to close the road trip with some momentum. And in, another interesting travel from Minnesota to Orlando. It's a long trip. So we did the same thing last season. Yeah, the good thing is we are staying overnight in Minnesota, so that'll make it easier. Um, but yeah, this trip, like you mentioned, there's a lot of miles covered. But staying overnight will will help. Um, for Minnesota, for or sorry, for Orlando, you know, I I never really bought into that, especially because they had so many young guys that you just had no idea how they were going to be. 
Um, like, we only really knew how Augustine, Vucevic, Gordon, like, kind of what they've been the last couple of years. So I never really bought into them being that good preseason. I kind of get why people projected it. But, I mean, they're still a really good defensive team. Um, that's a Steve Clifford thing. They have the right tools for that. But their offense is so bad. Um, and if you look at the team, it makes sense. But, you know, you're, you're a hot shooting night away from really pouring it on another team in the NBA, right? So you can't take that for granted, and especially as, like, the last stop on a three-game road trip. The Wizards need to, you know, pay attention to that and say, hey, you know, we have one more game here, especially, you know, maybe if they're 0-2 on the trip, like, this is a very winnable game. Um, we haven't had the most success in Orlando the last couple of years, but, again, like, this team just struggles to score so much that I really think it's going to be a great opportunity. Um, the backcourt, you know, we talk about the Wizards' depth is probably frontcourt heavy, but for the Magic, like, they're, besides Augustine, who is a very, very good point guard, very underrated. I mean, they have Fultz, who we don't really know how good he's he's capable of being night in and night out. Fournier's kind of struggled um, throughout the last couple of years. He's declining a little bit. So I think there's definitely opportunity for the Wizards in this one. Yeah, I mean, for as much trouble as the Wizards' defense has had early in this season, this is about as favorable a matchup on that end of the court as you're going to find. The Magic have only scored 100 points in three of ten games this season. That's tough. Um, but their defense is, you know, about runs about as counter to that as possible. They are, they're they nasty, they're physical, they're long, um, and they can throw a lot of bodies at you. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the Wizards match up with that. In terms of, you know, the variance in what Orlando's offense can bring, they're a pretty known entity. They don't have a lot of those, uh, you know, hot streak shooting guys that, you don't know what you're going to get on a given night. We have a good idea of the range of points that you know Orlando is going to score in a given night. The Wizards are the opposite. We, the Wizards can go anywhere from 90 to 130 points in a night, depending on you know how well they're shooting. So it'll be interesting to see which Wizards team shows up in terms of shooting. But um, you know those those are the things to look out for. I think is is that end of the court when when the Wizards are on offense, can they find a way to consistently? chip away at that that nasty Orlando defense yeah in a visit last season that I was on the road for about the only one who can really just go nuclear is Terrence Ross and, and I remember he did it in I think in the first half but again even in that game big time offensive spurts for the Magic are so unsustainable and we saw it in that game I think we've seen it this year certainly a good opportunity a good a good chance for the Wizards to get a win right before they come home um, guys, that about wraps it up for the road trip. I, I just want to check in really quickly. Last, yesterday was Veterans Day. The Wizards had a really awesome event as usual in the Salute for the Stars. We were all there. I just kind of wanted to get your guys' quick thoughts. It was one of one of the cool events that we do every single year with service members in the area, uh, veterans groups, and I just kind of wanted to just get your guys' thoughts as, before we close it out and uh, get ready for this road trip. Yeah, I, I, that event I think just grows every year. Uh, it was cool to see like CJ Miles, his in-law, you know, his wife's one of his wife's siblings or parents um, is part of the military, so he took some extra time. You know, we saw IT had a whole line of him meeting and greeting people, um, and just the interactions. You know, this is making people's lives. You know, I saw a woman go up to Brad and say. 
I cheered for you on Friday, even though I'm from Cleveland, stuff like that. Um, it just means the world to them, and I know the Wizards players feel that love. Um, and the other moment that was cool was Christy Tolliver came back, and Coach Brooks had this whole thing set up with the video staff to, to play a video for her, and you know, the team went nuts, and that was a cool moment as well. Yeah, I, I think getting a chance to see you know a professional basketball team in a practice setting is obviously something that not a lot of people get to do and I think there were a couple quotes from after the event that uh, coach even touched on how proud he was of the guys for bringing it at practice and being even a little extra competitive there were players that talked about uh, you know how being in front of a crowd like that ups the ante a little bit and you know guys are going even a little bit harder so um, it was obviously very nice to be able to put on a show for uh, you know all those people that have made such sacrifices for our country. Um, you know, and another note from that one quote that I just loved from IT actually was flipping the script a little bit and saying that it, it wasn't the, the the veterans that were treated yesterday. It was the players. It was the players' honor to be around them and how proud and honored he was to you know be able to do that and put on the show for them. I believe he even called them. He said they're the real MVPs of you know everything that uh, everything that they've been through and. Um, it was really cool to be there and to see all those interactions and all the time that the guys took after the event, um, signing every autograph, taking every photo, um, and then a little bit of a charity aspect after, actually. Um, you know, players and some veterans gathered uh, out on the practice court and prepared uh, a bunch of materials to be sent to some local veterans' uh, medical facilities that um, will obviously go to the right place and be of great value to the people that need it. So all in all it was an awesome day yeah really cool event we're surrounded by a ton of, of military presence here a lot of multiple military bases a lot of veterans and it's just a special city to be in on veterans day and, and every year it's really cool for us to get to partake in it the players value it a lot and it's 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 always really really cool to see um, but that's going to do it for us on off the bench the wizards take on three road games and they'll be gone for a week and we'll we'll check in with you guys after after they get back from that trip likely. So thanks for tuning in. We will talk to you guys next time.